0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: FM One Hundred Four Sunday Night Live with Louise
0: Tai. Dumb's Hit Music Station, f One Hundred Four. Louise, with you until 1 o'clock. I'm now joined on the phone by Paul Gill, who's Dream Analyst, Hypotherapist and Psychotherapist. Hello, how are you?
1: I'm, I'm pretty good, um... Struggling through the lockdown with everybody else.
0: Yes, yes. But tell me, I suppose at the moment, our sleep and our dreams are a big thing to us because obviously some people are finding it difficult and the dream, it does come out through your sleep and through your dreams, doesn't it? It
1: definitely does. There's an air of anxiety right across the country. Um, people are out of routine, people are, are not working the same hours they used to, or they're working from home, or they have to juggle out with kids and everything else. There's an air of anxiety and it tends to produce anxiety dreams in people whether they be nightmares or just frightful kind of dreams so people are out of their routine and it does affect everything
0: so I suppose what should we be doing to get nice dreams to begin with well be careful of what
1: you expose your mind to um, okay. Oftentimes, when, when I help people sometimes with insomnia for example somebody will I'd say to them well what's your routine before uh, you, you, you go to bed and they might say well yeah. I'm, I'm watching CNN news and, and whatever I got. oh my god there's never any good news yeah uh, on, on those channels. You're watching people getting blown up, people, there's war, every kind of thing. And that, your mind has to do something with all of that data when it comes into your brain mm-hmm. and it's going to play out in your sleep. So a much better idea is to decide, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to look up social media, my phone, my tablet, or anything like that, maybe an hour or so before you go to bed because as you probably know, uh, a lot of devices emit blue light, background light and that stimulates the brain, it tells the brain that it's daytime wake up. So it's a bad idea to be looking at your phone or a tablet in bed. Um, I would suggest that you you maybe shower, get into your pajamas, um, relax, have have something nice and soothing to drink. Uh, If you're drinking alcohol, don't drink too much because that plummets you into deep cycle sleep and then you come straight back out of it again, maybe three o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, reading a book, I love reading myself. Reading is always good. If you get a good book... Uh, that puts a nice story, a good story into your head. Your mind has to work with creating images to go with what you're reading off the page and your eyes get tired reading. So you go to sleep quite quickly.
0: Yeah, it's true. Absolutely. And I suppose with me anyway, I find it very interesting when I dream to be able to wake up and remember parts of it. Now, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Why is Uh, that?
1: well, Well, remembering dreams is a skill. Uh, some okay. people are, are just naturally adept at it and other people have to work at it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that, that you can do, uh, let me explain first, it's, it's your subconscious mind that dreams. Mm-hmm. You've got two minds. You've, uh, I use the, the analogy of, a, of a, um, an iceberg floating in the sea. If you think of an iceberg, mm-hmm. most people think of the snowy mountain bit on the top. That's your conscious mind. Mm-hmm. Smallest part of the iceberg, smallest part of your mind, logical, rational, is active usually during daytime hours when you're awake, falls asleep when your body falls asleep. The rest of your mind, like the base of the iceberg, is subconscious. That goes 24 7, doesn't need to sleep, and it creates your dreams. It's your emotional mind and it houses all of your memories. So, a very powerful mix a concoction there. Um, so, your, your, your subconscious mind, then whatever emotional issues are at play in your life, they're going to play out in your dreams.
0: Okay. That's kind of scary, though, especially with what's going on at the moment, isn't it?
1: Like, eight, how eight. does it
0: handle that information?
1: Well, you see, it depends on, on on yourself. One of the things that, that I would say is we, we are going to get through this. Yeah. And we're, near, we're nearer the end of it now than, than ever before. Absolutely. With, with the vaccine and hopefully numbers going down in, in hospitals and, and all the rest, we are going to come through this. And I saw somebody post uh, something on social media to suggest that we'd probably be all out again in June, mm-hmm. booking our holidays and all the rest. So endure the, the, the time that we have left to go through it. Um, but as regards remembering your dreams... Sometimes if you if you put a pen and paper beside your bed and you look at it before you go to sleep, your mind will register that you put it there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it will say, oh, that's to record my dreams. And then when you have a dream, you just turn over, even if you're half asleep, grab the pen, write down, even a few keywords will capture the dream. And that way you train your mind to expect to retrain, re- retain this information.
0: I've actually found in past experiences, if I plant a seed in my brain and I go to sleep, and it's literally between probably seconds between when I'm about to fall asleep, I will actually get one of the greatest ideas of my life.
1: Yeah. That that, that, Louis, that's like a hypnotic suggestion. It's like what I, what I do with people when they come to me for help. I will plant a seed of suggestion in their in their brain, sometimes directly, sometimes a little bit covertly, uh, indirectly suggesting things. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's the perfect time for you to do that because you're not fully awake, you're not fully asleep, and your mind just goes with the idea that you've planted there.
0: It's just amazing what the brain can do. It's like it's almost flicking through, a, you know, I don't know, some sort of a book or something to find an idea for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's absolutely phenomenal. And, and sometimes people will ask me, like, you know, do dreams mean anything? And I think, mm. oh, that's a ridiculous question. Of course they do. Uh, your mind is capable of doing any number of things while you're asleep. Why would it bother telling you a particular narrative, a story? Why would it bother bringing you to a particular experience if it was not relevant? What and are... it is relevant.
0: What are some of the common things that tend to, to come up a lot?
1: Well, a lot of um, anxiety dreams would be um, people losing their teeth, or teeth mm-hmm. falling out, teeth crumbling, or hair falling out sometimes as well. And that is, is, is fear. Because if you imagine in, in reality, if that did happen, if your teeth crumbled and fell out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't go out for the house, you wouldn't open your mouth, you wouldn't smile at mm-hmm. anybody, and your whole existence would be, would be threatened. Um, so your subconscious mind, if, you ha- if it gives you a dream like that, tells you that you're worried about your scenario, your, your situation, your future. Other dreams can be of falling, falling off a building, mm-hmm. falling out of a plane. And that, that can be got to do with failure, a sense of failure. You know, we, we say things like, oh, I, I, I could have fallen flat on my face on that one. Uh, letting yourself down, tripping yourself up in life. So if you've got an event coming up where you don't feel fully prepared... He might as well give you a falling dream that says, hey, you need to watch out because you could fall flat in your face in this one. And then uh, linked link to that is the one where you're back doing the leaving cert. Have you ever had that one? Never. Uh, some people I have that I one. I think I've had, <laughs> had it myself. I've had it myself. Because nobody, nobody feels ever fully prepared to do the leaving cert. It's, it's the most major test that we have in our educational system. Yeah. And no matter whether you're a SWAT or whether you're binge all night up trying to revise stuff or, or just kind of wing it, um, if you find a situation in your current life where you're not fully prepared, you haven't got your preparation, your work done, your mind will bring you back to its previous first uh, memory of being in the same situation, which for most of it was back during the living search.
0: Interesting. I think my brain probably was like, oh no, you've ha- you had enough of it way back then. <laughs> we won't do it again, to <laughs> <do> you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but how did you get into Interpretating Dreams?
1: Well, I, I studied to be a hypnotherapist many years ago. Okay. And, and one, one of the things that I do with hypnotherapy, just mm. there's, there's like two kinds of hypnotherapy. Well, there's more, but there's two main kinds. One is su- called suggestion therapy, where somebody mm. comes to you for a particular issue uh, and you get them into a state of trance and you put ideas and implant them into the mind that you're going to be fine, you're going to be okay, and this is what you're going to do to get over it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fine. It, sometimes I, I would use that for smoking cessation or, or stuff like that but other times then people have more deep rooted problems and what happens is that uh i would get the person to go very deep into the mind and and follow a feeling that is that feeling is apprehension when you feel a feeling it's not just felt in your in your brain it's felt in your body somewhere maybe your belly or your chest or whatever and i get them to um give that feeling a texture give it a color breathe into the breeze, into the feeling and then i'd say to the minds just go and tell me when that feeling was first felt Mm -hmm. And it's amazing, Louise, that people will go back to childhood memories or something and they will hit on the um, initial reason that this anxiety kicked off, something maybe in the childhood. So, say for example public speaking is a good one. Mm-hmm. I get many people who have to do presentations and work and they're they're fearful of talking in public. And sometimes I'll get them to connect with the feeling of standing up in front of their work colleagues and they might say that's a black feeling in my belly and I'll get them to breathe into it and I say, Now they can connect. That's the very first time you ever felt that feeling and sometimes I go back to being in a national school. Teacher brings them up in front of the class to the blackboard to do a sum or to spell a word and they haven't a clue and they feel humiliated, they feel embarrassed, they feel fearful. Mm. And the mind tries to protect them from anything like that in the future. So then when we'll they have to stand up at work all these years later, the mind will say, oh, God, this is similar to that time you have to stand up in front of the class
0: so what gives them a fear. So what should somebody do if they kind of have a dream that they're a bit worried about?
1: Well, the thing is to, to realize that the dream, you, you don't feel threatened by the dream. The dream is giving you information. It's giving yeah. you data. It's giving you a report as to how it feels you are. So it's, it's your truth. Okay. Uh, okay. So if you write down the dream, yeah. And say, OK, this is the information. Now, what would I like to do about that? If I could re-dream this dream and have the outcome come out the way I want it to, what would, what would that look like? And I get, again, I get people to do this and say, well, I'm, I think I'm just making this up. So, that's fine. Just make it up mm. because you're giving your subconscious mind an alternative, a different way to look at things. And it, 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 it copies and pastes that information into its own circuits. And then it kind of, it it, it resolves issues and situations. So the next time then you feel that anxiety, you sometimes go, oh, that's fine. I've got a solution for this. I've mentally rehearsed something else.
0: Oh, that's interesting. That's that's actually a good idea because I I found actually on a couple of occasions where you'd want to go back into a dream. Well, actually, I'd like to Revisit that place, and you never can. You can never go right back to the same swap. I suppose that's life, isn't it?
1: It can be difficult, and, and the reason <laughs> why you, you see the harder you try, the more less the, the less likely it is that you go back into the dream because you're <laughs> consciously trying, whereas the dream is happening in your subconscious. Okay. So you're stifling your subconscious. So you kind of, if you have a more um, relaxed attitude and say, i would be nice if I went back into the dream," but I'm just going back to sleep now. And again, it's kind of implanting an idea that your subconscious might "Oh yeah, it'd be nice. it feel nice." So it'll go, "What well, it was nice?" and you go back into the dream, and then you can re-dream it and, re- and change it. I, I do it all the time. It's, it's it's very useful.
0: And how can people find out more about what you do and dreams?
1: Well, you can go onto my website, uh, paulgiles.ie, mm. and you'll find me under the same name on Facebook or social media.
0: Perfect. And you have a book as well, don't you?
1: I have a book called The the definitive Book of Dreams, uh, and it explains to people how to... Understand your dreams because you, know, you can look up dream dictionaries or, or whatever, and they'll tell you certain things, mm-hmm. but they're very general. And the key to understanding and in, interpreting any dream is to how did I feel in that dream?
0: Yeah.
1: And then track that feeling in your current waking life, and then you'll get that, an understanding of it.
0: Super, Paul. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us.
1: Thank you. <laughs> FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise
0: Tai.